0: Welcome to a very special edition of Bread for the Journey. As many of you know, we're all kind of at home right now, uh, but we figured we'd still have the opportunity to talk with one another about the text this week. Uh, Our presenter for this week is Gabriella Corson. She's from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Biglerville. And Gabby, would you like to tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Like Pastor Ben said, my name is Gabriella Corson. I'm a high school sophomore at Bickerville High School, and I live with my mom and dad and little sister. I graduated confirmation last year, and now I attend the senior high class. So I'm pretty excited that I got to participate.
0: Nice. Gabby's going to go ahead and lead us through a time of reading the text for this upcoming Sunday, and we're going to hear her reflections on uh, three main questions that she has in front of her. So, Gabby, go ahead and take it away.
1: Okay. Our reading today comes from the book of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming, when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told them, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, it only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. Now, now how then were your eyes opened? they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was the Sabbath. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that he can now see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said that he could answer for himself. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I can see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They then hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, now that is remarkable. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see and those who will see become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus answered, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. So right off the bat, that's a lot of information to take in, and there's a lot of events that occur within this story. But I think there are some key points that we can hit off of, and they pretty much match up with the questions Pastor Ben gave me. So the first question I received is where I can see our brokenness in the text well there's a lot of places um and i think it starts right at the beginning um in verse 1 the disciples asked jesus who sinned for this man to be born blind and that question to me is asking what did somebody somewhere do in order for god to punish this man so that he can't see and It's kind of hard to understand why God does things sometimes. And I think the disciples were right there with us because we often question why God does things. And we often assume that when bad things happen, it's God trying to punish us. And, you know, God is always described as a loving character. So I think we have to be pretty broken and misguided sometimes to believe that um, God acts based off of wanting to harm us. or make us pay for some a sin that somebody did somewhere. So that's a pretty profound thing to start with. But as the story goes on, um, we begin to see that there's a lot of corruption at the time, where um, there's a lot of leaders in the church and of faith who are broken. And in the story with the Pharisees, when they investigate the blind man's healing, It's pretty clear that they don't believe the accounts of the story. Um, It says in verse 18 that they still do not believe. So, after much convincing, they were still questioning. And then, as you read on, they're questioning and questioning. And in verse 29, it says, We know that God spoke to Moses. And if you're thinking about it, um, you start to wonder, well, how do they know? How can they be sure of one account but not the other? And then you start to recall the story of Moses, and you realize that Moses came down with physical evidence, physical proof that God had spoken to him with the tabs, with the Ten Commandments on him. So that right there shows the lack of faith of these spiritual leaders in the church at the time, and that's a pretty broken system to have to have something that you can hold in your hands in order to believe um, instead of trusting your relationship with God and um, the accounts of his son on earth. Also in the Pharisee investigation, we see the fear in the blind man's parents who didn't answer the questions. They told the Pharisees that it was only their son who could answer. And um, I'm reading from the um, NIV, New International Version, and it says in my Bible that his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders and that they didn't want to be kicked out of the synagogue. Um, so that's pretty broken to have a system where you're supposed to be able to go and, and worship and um, it's all run by people who have the power to um, throw you out of the temple and say, because of what you believe or don't believe that you don't have the right to worship um, God. So there's a lot of mistrust um, between the the characters and individuals in this story. And um, it's, it's a hard balance to try to find um, where their brokenness matches ours because this happened such a long time ago and um, you don't necessarily see... <laughs> Leaders in the church who come up and have people tell accounts of stories and then they judge whether or not it's real. But um, this happens a lot in in today's world on a less formal basis where um, people question faith and whether what's happening is truly real or accounts of the Bible or matches the teachings we've been taught in in church and in the Word. So although it might not be um, as strict and laid out for us, It's definitely a common theme, the brokenness of the people back then and now, just about how, um, how we know the truth and trust what we hear or what we don't hear. Um, on the upside, (laughs) there is a lot of healing in the text through, through God and his works and, um, his son Jesus. If we go back right after the, Um, disciples question Jesus, Jesus answers in verse three that um, this man was not punished because of sin. He was given his disability so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Um, This shows God's healing because Jesus is teaching that the exact opposite of what we were confused into believing. He's showing us that God does not do anything to harm us. He's using his people and his children as a vehicle and this blind man was not a curse or a mistake. He was made the way that he is and he was made beautifully because God is going to use him to show the truth and the light. Um another thing is if you go down um in the same story to verse 11, um when the man the blind man was put, um, mud on his eyes, he was given a choice. He didn't have to believe or, um, do as Jesus said, but he did. He went and he washed and he could see. And that right there is healing. There's, um, there's faith there in, um, the blind man and the choice that he made. And even further, um, he's questioned by these high religious leaders and, He speaks without fear. He does answer for himself, and he has confidence in what he says. He doesn't beat around the bush, so to say. In verse 27, um, he straight up tells these leaders who clearly don't believe a thing he's trying to say that he has told them the answer to their questions, and um, they are not listening. That's a pretty bold thing to say, especially after... people around you were too afraid to speak up um so that faith in god shows how our father is healing us through just that one person he was able to use them as a way to show the world and the society around the individual that faith can motivate you and give you strength and confidence even. Though before you were a beggar and had a disability and, you know, your community looked at you one way, God and Jesus healed this man and look at the power he had. Um, and then even beyond that, Jesus meets this man. He comes back to this person who was blind, not only with his physical sight, but his faith. Um, And he introduces him and he teaches this man who he is and what it is he's believing in. Him. so not only did Jesus give the blind man sight through his eyes, but sight in his soul. He wasn't relying on somebody he didn't know anymore or someone that was um, distant and a stranger. He never had the privilege of having a conversation with, but um, Jesus came back and showed him, This is who I am. This is why, where I'm from. This is why I healed you. This is why you were to begin with. If you worship me, I will keep your name in my light. And that's pretty, um, pretty compelling right there. And it's hard to say that that isn't God healing. That's God using one individual um, to touch so many other people, you know, one person at a time. Um, God heals and and shares the story. And it's not just about the healing that the blind man had himself, but the healing experienced by those around him. You know, his fearful parents got to see: hey, this is my son believing in something that he doesn't see. Why don't I try that too? And the disciples, Jesus' disciples, got to witness. You know, look what my God is doing for this man who wasn't punished by sin, but was a vessel for God's truth. So, really, really an amazing um, representation of not only our brokenness, but how God heals our brokenness. Um, The final question that Pastor Ben gave me was What has God blessed me to see? And (laughs) that was probably the hardest question to answer because it's so broad, you know. God shows us a lot of things throughout our life, and I'm only 16, so I have a lot more to see, but I think I really had an eye-opener during this story. Pretty ironic, I know, but um, this story opened my eyes in the sense that it's not a pointing fingers type of thing, you know? It's easy to read the Bible and say, yeah, that's how things were back then. But no, that this brokenness that humanity feels on a day-to-day basis where we feel guilty and lonely and we question our faith, that's a we scenario. We're we're all together right there trying to figure out who God is and where we fit into the picture and how we're supposed to carry out his mission for us. And just like um, every other person out there, I am still confused. And even though I do my best to interpret what I read in the Bible, I am still trying to find my way, and I am a sinner while I do so, and I have to ask for forgiveness. And I am blind to who God truly is until I go to heaven one day and I meet him. But I have to keep seeking him because even though I may be blind, his word and getting to know him is the clarity, you know, Um, and everything isn't black and white you can't read the Bible once and um, say yeah I know that story I know what it means you have to read it and reread it over and over again as if it was the first time you know it's not it's not simple and your first interpretation isn't always right so I would invite anybody listening to read what I just read and listen to what I had to say and tell me I'm wrong <laughs> you know tell me, that this is how you interpreted it because (laughs) I guarantee you there were so many things I said that were way off base and I can just see God laughing right now and I'm glad that he's allowing me to see that I am nowhere close to being right because it keeps me wanting to to seek and and find out and know the answer so yeah that's what I got from John today (laughs)
0: wow that was really good Gabby (laughs) That was really good. Yeah. And and Thank I'll you. say probably on behalf of many of our listeners, while yes, we all have blindness into who God is, we certainly still see through a mirror dimly, as they say in Corinthians. Um, I certainly am able to see a little bit more clearly through your story and through your sharing. Um, I love that idea of God making us beautiful and that being the first blessing, the first sign of healing we have in the whole story. And I I love that idea of God helping us to see day by day. Um, Yeah. Some really powerful stuff there.
1: Yeah. I thought so too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, to to everyone listening, um, I, I think we should take Gabby up on her, on her invitation. Uh, go ahead, read this text. Go ahead, answer these questions about where do we see our brokenness? where we see God's healing in the world? And what has God blessed us to see? Go ahead and talk with about these things with the people around you. Uh, send this uh, podcast over to somebody and let them listen to it and talk with them. Uh, ponder these things in your heart. And as always, we would love to hear from you as well. I want to thank Gabby one more time for her presentation, and I will note that we'll be with you all um, once again soon, uh, should this uh, quarantine situation continue.
1: Uh, Thanks for taking some time, and God bless. Bye.